Wake up! Beautiful, gorgeous Saturday morning here in the Ville. This is your boy Rashawn Myers coming to you live from the Palatial Studios of 96.1 FM. Uh, good morning to everybody. And uh, you know what? Man, it is there is so much happening right now. Like we just ended the college basketball season. Congratulations to the UConn Huskies for knocking off uh, San Diego State and winning their fifth national national championship. Uh, and anybody asking, are they a blue blood? Absolutely. If you didn't know that they were already a blue blood before now, yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, you got five titles in the last 25 years. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, they may not be a large land-grant institution. Yes, they may not have won – uh, you know, championships back in the, the 40s or the 50s or whatever, you know, y- y- your measurement is. Um, but since Jim Calhoun got that first title back in 1999, um, you know, the UConn Huskies program has been none short of outstanding. And they've done it, uh, you know, over several different coaches. Um, you know, this is the third coach to win a national championship in Dan Hurley. Um so, yes, <laughs> yes, they, they are definitely a blue blood, and they are definitely champions once again. Uh, so congratulations to them. Um, as well, congratulations, I hate to say it, but Kim Mulkey and uh, the LSU Tigers, uh, Tigers get it done. Angel Reese uh, shakes up everything and everybody uh, <laughs> after winning the championship, but the LSU Tigers get it done as well. So um, congratulations to them. And, of course, it's all about uh, moving forward, looking forward, and s- figuring out what's next. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the city of Louisville once again was the number one market uh, for the college basketball um, consciousness. Uh, as, it, you know, the, the everybody, all the numbers came back, and the city of Louisville once again was the number one uh, viewing market for the NCAA tournament. 
uh, as I would expect. Uh, excellent job as always, people. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason, and uh, that's going to kind of be the focus today um, as well as just getting into more uh, of the, uh, you know, spring football. We are into the last week of spring practice. Uh, Louisville will hit the field today again for another open practice uh, before uh, ultimately uh, heading into the spring game uh, next Friday. Uh, so so we're, we're very, very excited to see what's going to happen next. I, I cannot wait to talk about that. Of course, if you want to get involved, the Thorns text line is an, an amazing way to get involved. 502-414-1450. Uh, 502-414-1450. Uh, that is the Thorns text line. Make sure you check out one of the uh, 82,375 local Thornton's locations for all the best in gas, grub, goodies, uh, freezy freezes, and, and all the rest. Uh, make sure you check them out. I would love to hear from you as well. Give me a call on the Wake Up 502 buzz line, 502-384-1450, But I tell you what, man, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. And I, I can't lie to you, um, where I was going to start um, is not where I'm going to start now just because uh, news just came across the wire uh, that uh, Haley Van Lith, uh, the star Guard for the University of Louisville women's basketball team, uh, Jeff Walls and crew, has announced that uh, she's putting her name in the transfer portal. And, and I did not – I, I <laughs> had to double-check it just to make sure. You know, sometimes those publications, you'll have fake people tweet stuff out uh, and, and, you know, kind of get you with the uh, I got you, aha type stuff and it not be real. But um, from everything that it's looking like, it looks like Haley Van Lith has put her name into the portal. Um, so that's a bit of a shocker. Uh, I, I, I was not expecting to see that um, this morning. Of course, Haley Van Lith, uh, one of the top players um, in all of uh, women's college basketball. Of course, a, a no doubt um, star for the University of Louisville in her three years here, uh, part of a couple of Elite Eights and, and a Final Four run uh, for Louisville and one of the biggest uh, just overall stars in the game uh, with her social media following and things of that nature. Um, but she does go ahead and uh, put her name in the portal. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a, a, a year of transition uh, for Jeff Walls and, and crew. Uh, it'll be very exciting to see kind of what the next step is. I, I know that the University of Louisville um, is going to have a bit of turnover. Uh I don't want to say that this is um, the worst. I, I don't want to say – I don't want to make it sound like Sour Grapes like, yeah, Louisville doesn't need her um, or anything like that. I think it's a huge blow. Um, but I do think that Louisville has some opportunity to kind of reshape and remake what they do as a team. So we'll just have to see what happens in the transfer portal. Um, I think for the men's game, uh, like the women's game, the transfer portal is a huge part of college basketball now. Um, so, you know, with uh, Haley leaving, it does leave a spot for the opportunity for some new blood and new faces and then you know new focus to come into the program so we'll have to see what happens with that that you know it can be good and it can be bad you know the transfer portal definitely leaves opportunity we've seen it uh, you know the impact of what it what happened on this NCAA tournament we've seen the impact that the portal has had so far so yeah I mean it's uh, I, I, I uh, you know, appreciate everything that Haley did uh, for the women's basketball team. Uh, excited to see what happens for her next. And for Louisville, I'm excited to see, you know, what happens with them. You know, one of the biggest things that I, I had a 
issue with Louisville, you know, with the the Louisville women's team this year um, was just the fact that I, I felt that you know being so focused on trying to play through Haley and trying to play through Chrislyn Carr to you know a five six and a five seven guard as the focus of your offense, I really thought that it caused a lot of issues um, because they did not necessarily work through the post enough and they did not necessarily use their size. So when you know when, when you're playing through two players that small. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to be consistent offensively. It's hard to do a lot of what you would like to do. Now, that being said, you know, Haley's a dynamic performer. She's someone who wants the ball in the clutch, and she's one who has always shown up and put up. I mean, she. I think she now – has the most 20-point games in the NCAA tournament in Louisville women's history. So, I mean, she's no doubt a talent. Um, That is without a doubt. So, you know, she she will be missed. But I do think that Louisville has an opportunity here um, to maybe take a step forward uh even with without that um so we'll just have to see what happens with that that, that kind of threw me off it <laughs> th- threw, threw me off my game a little bit getting going but uh we'll just have to see what happens uh from here on out but i, I do want to kind of get into you know I, I guess the conversation of the week of course i've been out uh on uh spring break uh, over this week of course i'm I'm not on the air uh daily but i have been kind of out of touch with a lot of the conversations that have been going on uh went out on some college tours uh my son and my daughter uh my son of course is a junior at holy cross high school so getting out and having him go out and check out some of the the big time programs and big time atmospheres of of, you know in, in college life uh, we, we took an opportunity to go up to Cincinnati uh, to see the University of Cincinnati as well. Took trips to Columbus, Ohio, check out Ohio State, as well as in Arbor, Michigan, to check out the University of Michigan. Um, so have been a little bit uh, out of the, the news cycle, um, but I have been keeping up with it. And, uh, you know, really uh, with college basketball coming to its uh, climax uh, and to the uh, the final four and ultimately the national championship games uh you know the, the the transfer portal free agency in college athletics changes the way you watch sports uh you know and a lot like we've seen in the nfl and the nba um you know and of course baseball got it started with what they used to call the hot stove league um you know when you talk about the free agency period uh, in, now in college athletics, there's just as much news going on off the court with who's going where, who's putting their name in the portal. Uh, you know, that, that news is almost as big as news on the court. So, you know, with, with Louisville, a team that was 4-28 and last year, um, what next year's roster is going to look like is basically what everybody's been talking about. Um, and, of course, uh, we did get the news a couple of days ago uh, that L. Ellis um, – has decided he is going to put his name in the transfer portal. And I know that that was a guy that um, initially had said if he decided to play college basketball next year, it would be at the University of Louisville. Um, I thought that was an interesting take then. Um, And then it just kind of reaffirms that my thought is that – I did not think L. Ellis would be back at the University of Louisville. Um, It's definitely a blow um, to the – possibilities that Louisville has for next year. I know that some will uh, continue to talk about, oh, well, I'm glad he's leaving. You know, first of all, there is no world in which L. Ellis not being a part of Louisville basketball, if he decides to play college basketball, where that's addition by subtraction. Okay, that that's not even a consideration. 
Okay, uh, L. Ellis did everything and more for this University of Louisville basketball team. He was the only consistent uh, member of that team. He was an absolute Iron Man, playing 37 plus minutes pretty much every game. Uh, and his ability to come up, uh, be the number one guy on the scouting report, and still consistently hit around you know 18, 19, 20 points every game uh, for Louisville in the most difficult of circumstances. There's no world in which Louisville is better with L. Ellis playing somewhere in college basketball, not with the University of Louisville. So uh, I'm not going to hear that. I would love to hear your argument for why you think he is. If you want to give me a call, 502-384-1450. If you want to – anybody who wants to tell me how LL is playing somewhere else next year in college basketball is better than having him on Louisville's roster, I would love to hear it. Um, you know, that, that, that to me is folly. Uh, you know, but like I said, I never expected him to come back. And one of the biggest reasons why – one of the things that – I continue to discuss and talk about with this Louisville basketball program is that the fans decided, a lot of fans decided that they were going to basically lay all of the struggles of this Louisville basketball team at the feet of the players. Okay, and they decided they were going to go with, oh, the players suck. Oh, the players aren't any good. It's all their their fault uh, for why things are going bad. And if you're going to do that, then you have to deal with the consequences of that. Uh, But I tell you what, I think we have a uh, call into the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. So we're going to go to that right now. Caller, your name? Uh, My name's David, uh, Rashawn. Hey, David. Uh, Thanks for taking my call this morning. Absolutely. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm trying not to get too worked up over everything that's going on with uh, college athletics right now. Yes. Uh, with the University of Louisville, uh, Haley Van Litt, uh the fact that the Elite Eight for the women's team certainly is a great you know thing every year. And I was, you remember, I, I, I'd called you a while back and I'd said yes. something about uh, Jeff Walls. I know you don't hear it, but Mr. March yes. around here. You know, because the reason why I said that, because... I'm here, you know, watching the the men's tournament, and I heard, you know, just the you know commentators saying something about Mr. March being Tom Izzo, but I don't know, you know, Tom Izzo. I mean, he's he's getting there, but I don't know that Tom Izzo is having the success the way Jeff Walls has been getting the team, like wasn't it like five straight Elite Eights yes. for uh, Jeff Walls? Yes, the only team in women's basketball to get to the last five Elite Eights. Yes, yes, yes. And I know I heard something earlier this week, wasn't it, like um, a player from California that uh, transferring, I don't know exactly where I heard it, but uh, I heard yes. something about a player. Last year's number one overall player, Lauren Betts, uh, who, uh, who played her freshman season at Stanford. Uh, has entered her name into the transfer portal, a six-seven post player. Um, so yes, there, there's a lot of excitement about Lauren, who uh, Louisville was in on Lauren Betts. Uh, they were in uh-huh. uh, her finalist list uh, before she did commit to Stanford. Um, so of course, mm. uh, understandably, uh, there's a little bit of interest and intrigue, and uh, you know, of course, bringing in somebody like that Louisville, who is going to, of course, lose Liz Dixon uh, and mm. jo- yes. Josie Williams, losing a couple big post players. I think they would have interest in, in Lauren. Well, I know that Mikasa Robinson, her last uh, game, right? Yes. What it, yes. Like she graduated yes, or sir. graduating and doing graduate, maybe coaching or something or yes. whatever. And I know Mikasa Robinson certainly gave everything she could. She couldn't be that 20-point scorer that Haley could, but she could do things like assists and rebounds and, you know, just keeping the team, you know, in, you know, 
in the game and things like that, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. The, the, and the, I don't, I, I know I don't know the women's game, you know, as much as I do, you know, men's game. But at least I can say one good thing about it: if if somehow Louisville could have found their way to the finals, but I know they, like I said, that Caitlin Clark is quite a talent. But you know, WHAS eleven on the TV side having the women's final game. You know, like I oh, said, yeah. if UL could have had that, boy, that would have really been a, you know, that really would have helped a program here. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And that, that's why, you know, I said that, you know, it's interesting that the transfer portal just kind of changes the conversation for everybody. Because you, oh, you can remake yourself and, and remake yourself over. And when you see what Jeff Walls was able to do, I mean, one of the biggest reasons that, you know, Morgan Jones, Josie Williams, uh, Chris Lynn Carr all decided to transfer to Louisville is because of Jeff Walls's, um, you know, his track record. You know, as we talk oh, about yeah. the fact yeah. that he's been to the last uh, five Elite Eights, Morgan Jones. Jones had been an All-American player uh, at Florida State, but she never really had that March success. So, you know, Louisville's going right. to be an attractive option for just about anybody because they are known for making those runs. They are known for making those pushes uh, in March. So I think that Louisville's going to be a very attractive option for a lot of these young ladies looking for a new spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, Haley, I just thought she was that type of player that could – you know, stay around and, you know, keep the community going, you know, like we've had other players before when you, when you go by, like I said, it first started with Angel McCautry that stayed and did everything. Yeah. And I'm sure Angel probably had some bad time before, you know, it got really good when Jeff Walls came in, uh, you know, as the coach, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, and, and I don't know what the situation with, with, uh, was with Haley. I don't know if it's, uh, one of those situations where because, uh, you know, she had such a good time playing in front of, you know, the home fans, you know, when Louisville had to play out there in Seattle, if maybe she got a little yeah. homesick and she wants to get home closer sick. to yeah, home. Yeah, that could be, yes, because that, that, that re- it, yes, it was in Seattle, Washington. Yes. And uh, I know she's from that area, maybe not, what I'm saying is maybe not Seattle, you know what I'm saying, just where the, you know what I'm saying? Her home's around the, you know, right, right yeah. in the neighborhood. But I'm just saying, two, maybe one or two hours away, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. She she was within a couple yeah. of hours of home. So you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, she may have got decided that you know, going out there and playing in front of dad and brother and grandma yeah. and, and, and aunties, uh, maybe she's just like, you know what? I only have a, a year or two left. I want to go play in front of my home. You know, my home fans. I hope that's you, you know, know, if she does transfer, I hope that's where she you know goes is out you know that that Washington area. Yeah. I hope you know, like I said, and I wish her the best. And certainly want to thank her for what she's done, you know, this year and and all and all that. But like I said, I hope that, like I said, going to the home that maybe she'll find something. Like I said, close to home, you know, if it's like that one or two hour trip where she can be at home more often. And you know, like I said, it, it would be one of those things where. You know, she's not going to you know play Louisville and beat Louisville and take Louisville out of the tournament. Certainly, don't want to see that. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is like the, you know, like the, they say when well, now that free agency is a part of college athletics. Oh yeah, it's it's always you know that there's always uh, a lot to talk about. There is really that's no, true. No it is a lot to talk anymore. about. It, yes, it, it, it is. makes my job easy, David. It makes my job easy. <laughs> yeah, I know what. I, I think it, it really helps uh, talk. You know, talk. Uh, Talk shows and talk radio and everything. It really, it really, 
you know, it, 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 it adds more to it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to get upset because I understand there's more things in life to get upset about than, than uh, you know, than, than, than sports, and that's hey, what we have to really not get carried fun, away though. with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, hey, that's what makes it fun, man. It's kind of, you know, they always right. talk about that, that, that willing suspension of disbelief. It's something to give you that distraction from your everyday. Oh, I know. So it's, it's okay to have a little, you know, be a little crazy about sports. That's what makes us fans, fanatics and everything else, you know? <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> you got anything else for me this morning, David? Well, like I said, this L. Ellis, uh, and, and I was kind of, you know, wondering, because yeah. like I said, he gave a lot, you know, to, you know, the U of L basketball this year on a yes. team that just didn't do, like I said, the best night was the, and I'm glad that when the 2013 uh, group came back, I'm glad, you know, we did, you know, we did, you know, have a great night for them. Absolutely. But uh, I just hated that after that was over, then, you know, the bad things came back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. I, I, and Ellis is a perfect example of a guy who, you know, like I said, with, with all the everything that these players went through this year, um, I was, oh, yeah. I was never going to fault any of those guys if they decided they wanted to move on uh, from a very, you know, the most difficult season not only in Louisville history but you just in Power Five history. Yeah, uh, what Louisville had to deal with, along with the fans out there at the University of California, because they actually had a worse season than Louisville did. Um, oh, they but, did. Yeah, you know, and I'm I, glad. I'm glad we didn't have the worst one. I'm yeah. glad. It was California. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cal got that. They just beat us out, but, you know, I, I'll take it. Yeah. But, you know, with guy like L- Ellis, um, very, very talented kid, and, I, and I've been saying it all year, is that this is a young man that's going to be able to go out there, get get a nice NIL deal, and he has an opportunity, uh, since he has one more year, that he can play in college if he wants to go out there and, and be a, in a, at a successful program and somewhere where he thinks he can make a run. I mean, it's the same thing about right. when we talk about these ladies wanting to play for Jeff Walls. If you're at Louisville yeah. right now, there's no guarantee of what Louisville's going to look like. So I can't fault L. Ellis if he mm. says, you know what, I want to go play for Izzo. I, I, you know, I want to go play, go back to North Carolina, and I want to play close to home for NC State or North Carolina or Duke. I think that and, L. And L. Ellis the bad will have thing an about when, when Our conference play comes, though. It's like you know, we're, we're facing that. Yeah. And, and, and I'd like to think that somehow, because like I said, the, the memory of something that I thought was really you know, getting uh, Louisville men's basketball you know, in this ACC conference was that, you know, when you had, um, was it Carly Jones, you know, going after Duke and winning, you know, and, and you know, that, that was really something, you know, the memory that I've, I've got of recent memory, you know, I think Carly Jones you know, transferred in and, you know, he, you know, has, has one of his really good games, you know, when, when playing Duke. Bring right. Duke down, you know. Right. And this year's team, you know, didn't even bring Duke down. You yeah, know, and yeah. even last year's team didn't even bring Duke down either. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and, and I, I would say, David, that I would probably put, honestly, I put that percentage at probably, I think there's an 80% chance that we'll be facing L. Ellis sometime next year. because I know, you know and I hate him, that. Him being from the I North hope Carolina there's an area, NBA. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hope think there might be an be NBA back. that might take a look for the G League or, yeah. or like I said, if I tune in, you know, when the Summer League, and I've, 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 I've done this recently, or, you know, you'll hear of a college player that, um, you know, maybe just, you know, just maybe is tr- trying out for the, when the, and they have the summer league, you know, sometimes I'll tune that in for some fun and enjoyment and, you know, and just, yeah. uh, it's it just kind of neat because, you know, you don't, you don't really get, you know, too, you know, worked up or, or whatever, you can just relax and <laughs> right. kind of do a couple things around home and enjoy a, 
NBA summer league casual game, and you hear different commentators talk, and absolutely, you know, and just just sort of, you know, it, and and the games are shorter in the summer league too mm-hmm. when they yeah. come on. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but, but yeah. this this is where the NIL market changes things, right? Because if you're L. Ellis and you're oh, a guy okay. who who is looking at you know probably second round to undrafted, he's going to be a guy that's likely going to have to go the G League route to try to stick to a roster. This is where you kind of do calculations, and say, okay, if I have you know, because a lot of these schools are playing paying big time NIL. We saw what um, you know what what Pack Nigel Pack got going to Nigel Pack. Oh Miami. yeah, that Miami's yeah. run that was great for them this year. You, you, I, I was you, you happy. Think, I, I wish they could have won it all though. Absolutely. But I don't, oh, Connecticut. I would have loved to see. Oh it, yeah. You know. But I, I I wonder. I did hear yesterday about Jordan Hawkins going. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna look at the pro route. Yes. Yes. You know, Jordan Hawkins, I heard that yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Jordan Hawkins is absolutely going to be a lottery pick. I mean, with his size, his yeah. shooting ability, I think no doubt. I think the toughest thing for L. Ellis is because he's only 6'3", um, you know, okay. he's, he's going to be a guy that likely is going to kind of be between positions. He's more of a scoring guard. Um, and with his struggles defensively, I, I think, honestly, he could stand to make more money if he goes and let's say he takes a big NIL deal from, I don't know if it, w- if it would be from Miami, I don't know if it would be from North Carolina, from uh, Duke, you know, wherever. I think he stands to probably make more money if he plays another year of college than he would as a second round undrafted guy. You know, I mean, at, at the G League, if you get a G League contract, you're only going to be making about forty, fifty thousand uh, dollars. You know, until you catch on with an NBA team. You know, where I, I think if you go, yeah. you know, not, Nigel Peck had an eight hundred thousand dollar deal. Uh, with Miami yeah. to go down there. So I mean, if you're if you're L. Ellis and you're like, man, I can make you know eight hundred k a million dollars playing college basketball. Why am I going to rush you know to to, to yeah. you know to try to possibly quote unquote get on a roster of the NBA? I mean, this is where the the mathematics have changed with NIL. So I mean, that's why you hear uh, Oscar Shibway. There's a good chance he may come back to Kentucky again. You know, and, yeah, and, and, and I know. You know, and you would thought, well, maybe Elvis could do the same thing for Louisville and get the Louisville Kentucky rivalry moving up again because right. that's one of the things I'd, I'd like to see happen again. Let's get this Louisville Kentucky rivalry back. You know, back where everybody can really be big into it. Yes. you know, it just seems like you know, this is in, in recent times, it's it's sort of Louisville Kentucky rivalry just doesn't have that. You know pop that it, it, it once had. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely taken a bit of a hit. And, I mean, you know, the hope is, you know, Louisville has a top five recruiting class right now. Um, right, and I'm happy for that. Man, but but I, that I, transfer guard, if we could just get that and land that, yeah. that would really help. And I'd feel better about Louisville uh, men's team going forward because I'm, I'm a Kenny Payne, you know, fan and supporter yes. and, and, and whatever. But I'm just saying, Kenny Payne, please bring in, you know, you know bring in whatever transfer portal NCAA tournament, the thing that really got me really just bonkers over it was just, gosh, these, this guard play. You know, yeah. like you look at Kansas State with that guard. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, just Marquise that, Noel. The, Marquise Noel, yes. I know, with his play. Yes. And I'm sure a Creighton, when they were here, you know, the, the guards play that they had. San Diego State, Absolutely. I know, had some good things. Absolutely. Well, right, I, right. I certainly wanted San Diego State really bad. You know, Monday night, but I know it didn't happen. But just UConn's, you know, pro, you know, look or whatever UConn, you know, has. I don't know yeah. what it is, but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, UConn just has that, that. They have found an amazing ability. It's it's interesting, especially for the last three title runs. UConn has had oh, yeah. amazing ability. When the NCAA tournament's been a little wonky and a little bit off, they've had an unbelievable ability to kind of 
get all their ducks in a row, kind of circle the wagons and take advantage. You know, I mean, that, that, that's kind of what yeah. I remember with, you know, that, that miracle run they made uh, back in, what was that, 2014? Uh, 14, you know, yes, uh, 14. Yes, with, it was. Yes, Louisville, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Louisville had beat them a couple of times, but they found yes, they a did. way to get in that tournament and make a run where that was, again, once again, a tournament that was a little bit off, and, you know, the top yep, dogs weren't really great, and they just made that run, you know, and, and I think that that's that UConn program has taken advantage of it, but that that is what it is. That you got to be opportunistic yeah, and playing yeah. your best basketball at the right time, and they got it done. You know. Yeah, and and to think, like I said, San Diego State came to the Yum Center here and won that re, you know won the South Region, you know, which was you know really you know just quite you know just something that I'm I'm sure you know San San Diego to celebrate you know what they did this year and you know something special to just make it to that final game and and play, you know, uh, someone established like UConn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, I, I give UConn all the credit. That's why people want to ask, you know, are they a blue blood? And, uh, you know, is UConn? I think they're a blue blood. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you, Dave. I mean, I, at this point, they have five championships. They have more titles than Kansas, you know, just because. Oh, they are, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Kansas gets more pub. You Absolutely. know, more, you know, discussions, pub and hype and, you know, yeah, no, they do. You, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yes, their their five titles came in the last 25 years, but I think them that makes them more relevant, not less relevant. I mean, I, if oh, I know, I know, you know they've got more titles than any, you know, they've got more titles than UK has the last 25 years. Yeah, that's for sure. You know? That's for sure. So, so, yep. I mean, yeah, you're when, right. When yep. these kids mm-hmm. are looking at it, I mean, Dan Hurley, it must be like, you know, uh, 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 and what, a coaching what, family, what, too, you know? Dan Hurley. Danny Hurley, the father oh, yeah. Bob Hurley, Bobby yeah. Hurley. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's. I didn't know that the, the Hurley, like I said, the, uh, Connecticut really. What well, Connecticut really didn't get my attention till when they took out Gonzaga the way they yes. did. Yes. Oh man, it's like oh gosh, I didn't know. I think UConn's probably the team that may win this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm right. They, they just, they have made runs, and that's been kind of the interesting thing about them, and they've never kind of been that one seed, that, that top seed. You know, outside, <laughs> you know, I mean, every year that they win it, they kind of come from off the pace, but they get, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they get hot at the right time, and then they make a run. So, no, I can't hate on that, man. They just... They, no, they I don't hate done. on it either. You know, yeah. they, they, they get it done. So, you know, hey. Yeah, they to, do. To the victor goes the spoils, so congratulations. Yeah, that's true. You know, as long as Kentucky didn't win it, I'm good i <laughs> <laughs> gotcha <laughs> oh man well, well david uh, did, did you have anything else for me before we get you on uh there? no i think that's gonna be it rashawn i probably need to let you go and see if somebody else can call in and, and talk to you as well but well, uh, well, i'm glad you have it. your saturday morning show and it's it's nice to you know have something during march madness and yes sir you know, throughout I, the year so I, I appreciate it man and definitely keep listening give a call and we'll chat with you again soon okay Okay, but thanks for chatting this yeah, morning. Yes, sir. No problem at all. There we go. D- David, always an avid uh, listener and supporter of the, the uh, program. I definitely appreciate him. If you want to get in next, um, of course, you can always give us a call. Uh, that's 502-384-1450. This is Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. Um, you, uh, we are here, Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and uh, we'll be back. Make sure you check us out online as well at the TuneIn app or at wakeup502.com. And we'll be back.
float straight out of violets. Them, they got boo bodies, hard rock Brooklyn kids. Plus floor rush when they DJ booming classics. You dig the crew on the fattest hip hop record. He touched the kinks and sinks into the sands. She frequents deep, fatter joints called undergrounds. Our funk zooms like you hit the Mary Jane. They flock to booms, man, boogie had to change. Who freaks the clips with mad amount percussion? Where kinky hair goes to unthought of dimensions. Flies, it's so fly, cause hip hop kept some drama. When butterfly rock the light, loose way things. By the cut, we push it off the corner. How was the buzz entire hip hop era? Buzz fresh and back since they started saying Audi. Cause funk's made fat from right beneath my hoodie. The pooba of the styles like miles and shit. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms. Just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap what key beat to lock. But I'm cool like that. 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 And welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Big Experts Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, back and now joined on the phone by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Haven Harrington on the line with me. Haven, how you doing this morning, brother? Man, you know, Rock, we be the radio, we key be the lock. Hey. We cool like that. <laughs> we cool like that. We cool like that. We cool like that. Well done. I like What's it. What's going on? Man, I, I, you know what? Long time no talk to. I know you've been, uh, you know, uh, uh, like me, making moves all around the country. Are you back in town yet? Or are you still out, out and about? Man, I am in the greatness of this Hampton, Virginia. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hampton, see, I, you know, just like Carmen San Diego, you all over the place. <laughs> man, all over the place. I came to where, man, we took a, uh, a nice tour, apparently, the Southeast United States. <laughs> hey, from, uh, <laughs> that, that's what you do from on spring break, right? Hey, you got that right, man. From Louisville to Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Charleston, Charleston to D.C. And I headed back to uh, the greatest is Louisville, Kentucky. So wow. taking that nice little, yeah, round trip. Of, actually, I guess the southeast and a little bit of east coast. Wow, very nice, very nice. I like it. I, f- I fully support it. You know, you got got to make good use of that that spring break. But yeah, man, it's things is crazy back here in town, Haven. You know, I just got back in town myself. Uh, but it, 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 the, the everything is blowing up this morning. My whole show got turned sideways. I don't know if you got to listen to the start of the show, uh, but the the news that Haley Van Lith has put her name in the transfer portal has everybody losing their minds right now. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What happened? Yeah, Haley Van Lith has put her name into the transfer portal. Um, so uh, uh, apparently she has decided, uh, and from what it sounds like, from what uh, uh, Jody Demling is saying, that she put she put her name in the transfer portal, but then put her name in there as do not contact. So apparently she already knows who she's going to be playing for next year. Uh, that you know, of course, that port side of it hasn't been announced, but yeah, Haley, Haley is gone. She's she's made her decision that she's moving out, moving elsewhere. So transfer portal strikes again, Haven Harrington. Good lord, <laughs> that's just that's craziness. I mean, you would never think that the star of your team, the starter, the person that has like that the team is focused around, that you're like head of all the all on all the posters and everything else. You got all the playing time you could ever ask for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, 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 it happened and the funny thing about it was it dropped like right at nine o'clock. So as I'm trying to, you know, rush into the studio and get on the air and I think I know what I'm gonna talk about and I got my music tracks all set up and then I just happened to flip on 
uh, you know, uh, the, the, as I'm setting up everything, and I see Haley puts her name in, and that completely throws off everything. I ended up getting on the on on the radio a couple minutes late, and I'm fumbling around. I'm like, oh well, this changes everything. <laughs> this changes my whole conversation for the morning. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, oh, man. it's crazy. I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, I like I can maybe see somebody else transferring out. Uh, but it's not too often like the star of your team transfers out. Yeah, I mean, especially for like, a Louisville program that, you know, I mean, Haley Van Lith is not only one of the biggest stars in the sports, but, I mean, as you said, the whole team is built kind of around her, and she's had unbelievable success, been to two Elite Eights, a Final Four, um, you know, is, is one of the biggest stars in the game. And that's why, um, you know, our David was on the line with me just before you called in, uh, and I told him, I said, I, I don't know, but my personal opinion is, I think we're going to find out that she's getting back closer to home. Of course, Louisville played their their uh, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games out in Seattle, Washington, and I don't know if maybe being there close to her family at home, she had two or 300 people there watching her games. I don't know if maybe getting that close to home and having her family playing, uh, you know, being out there supporting her, if maybe she decided she wanted to get back close to home for her last year in college but it's it, you know I, that, that's the only thing that i can think of like i would be shocked if she left louisville and like ended up in like south carolina or something like that you know i honestly like nothing would surprise me at this point yeah <laughs> like like literally nothing would surprise me or maybe this is one of those barbie postures like hey you guys gotta come with some nil money to match this deal from lsu or whatever happens yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of, you know, is that she's trying to make this move and she's going to try to get back home uh, closer to the state of Washington uh, where her people are from and go back to the West Coast. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 it sounds like this is going to be a very uh, quick um, transfer process. So I, I think we may know where Haley is going to be heading to here in the next day or so. But, yeah, it does leave opportunity uh, for, for Louisville um, to make some splashes. Uh, they did get Jada Curry, um, a transfer from uh, Cal. She's been the Cal's leading scorer the last couple of years. Um, she's uh, made the move to Louisville. Uh, they made that announcement earlier in the week. Um, so they, they did get a, a very nice player into the portal. But, yeah, losing Haley Van Lith, I mean, that's one of the biggest stars. I mean, when you talk about Angel McCautry and you talk about uh, you know so, so some of the biggest Shoney Schimmels and, and, and those types of players. She's one of those types of folks and Louisville's never really lost a player of that level um, so it, it kind of it, it does kind of reset your, your mindset, uh, you know, at least is how you look at that. But like you said, I mean, you don't see a Caitlin Clark. You don't see uh, a big-time star kind of move like that. So we'll have to see what happens. It definitely kind of threw, threw my head for a, a tizzy as I got all this morning. So we'll just have to see what happens. That's just crazy talk, man. You got – oh, man, that's just <laughs> – I, I, you know what? I'm actually flabbergasted. I thought you come on and talk with in Africa. Like chef back in Africa, something like that. But no, uh, man, this this is almost devastating. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like the star of this, like the the engine in your program. It's just like losing an Angel Culture, and like and, and you just think about it, like where those little teams be with our Angel? Yeah, or Asia Durr or or, 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 or Shoney Shemwell. I mean, like like I said, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable, and especially with you know Jeff Walls, he's kind of. 
you know, I, I think he's done everything he could to, you know, make this whole program about Haley. Uh, you know, like I said, even against my better judgment, I thought it was difficult for Louisville to be successful because I thought they were too Haley-centric, you know, kind of letting her lead the offense rather than kind of going inside and playing inside-outside. Um, that they, you know, really gave Haley the green light. That's the kind of thing that's the biggest or most interesting thing to me because, you know, it seems to me like Jeff Walls had really made the program about featuring Haley. You know, so it's 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 a different one. It's 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 a weird one. I, I definitely did not see it coming. I will say that. That that makes two of us. Yeah. That that makes two of us. I didn't see myself, you know, going around all these colleges counting that you know I'm with the the two time state international tennis champion. But we're here. But here we are. <laughs> but here. But here we are on this Saturday morning, uh, April eighth. 2023 so yeah that that is where we are but I did want to ask you man like um you know the the other big transfer news of the week of course is that uh L. Ellis uh decided that he is going to go ahead and put his name in the transfer portal um you know we had heard from him that he said that if he if he quote-unquote decided to play college basketball that he would be back at Louisville and I kind of you know rolled my eyes at that then and <laughs> It ended up coming to fruition, uh, you know, because like I said, I just didn't think that if L. Ellis decides, you know, of course he is still um, uh, testing the waters for the NBA draft. Um, I think he's going to get kind of that second round to undrafted um, uh, uh, opinion uh, from the NBA. So I do think that he would be a guy that to me makes sense. You know, in NIL, he has a chance to make a bigger money, you know, taking the NIL, playing another year of college basketball than he will being an undrafted free agent in the NBA, you know. And I think with a guy like him, the opportunity to, you know, get that big NIL deal and have some success playing college basketball, I can't blame the kid for leaving, you know, and putting his name in there because I think he's going to be a very, very um, high and hot prospect, um, you know, for a lot of teams. And I think we've seen that so far, so far, especially a kid coming from the state of North Carolina. Um, we've seen Clemson, North Carolina State, um, North Carolina. Uh, I think Duke may be interested as well. I think we've seen a lot of schools and programs interested. So I can't blame them. What do you think about that? You know, honestly, if, if I was L, that makes the most sense to me, to leave. Uh, almost like to prove that you can do it someplace else. Uh, and also maybe to work on other aspects of your game that you won't, that you may not be able to work on here. Uh, you know, as well, you know, as far as, you know, like trying to clean up your turnovers and trying to, you know, clean up some of these little wild passes and shots that you make in, in and out of games. So, yeah, it makes sense because, you know, honestly, like, you, you look at L's game and you look at the NBA game, that was always going to be a struggle for him to get anywhere in the first or second round. I, I Like you, I honestly believe that he would have been undrafted he would have to go to the G League and kind of mess around there for a couple of years, maybe go to Europe for a year or two, and then try to make that comeback. So uh, for him, I think it's a business decision. This is the best thing for him. And I, I, he, I, I believe he made a smart decision. As far as Lula's program, we're going to hate to see him go because, you know, we still need guards, and he's a, he's a good guard. So I hate to see him and his production and his experience leave, but – as far as Ellis is concerned, I think this is the best decision for him that he could have made. 
Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you. I, I'm right there, and, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting. The worst thing about what I think is going to happen in the Ellis thing is I think uh, there's about an 80% chance that Louisville's going to be facing him next year because I feel like he's going to end up going to an ACC school. Him being from the state of North Carolina, uh, you know, one of the things uh, and reasons he loved uh, coming to Louisville was the fact that he kind of wanted to go to Louisville so he could kind of stick it to the teams in, in the North Carolina area that didn't recruit him out of high school that was kind of one of his motivating factors so I think the opportunity to go back home and play for one of those schools especially with a nice NIL deal I think that's probably going to be pretty attractive to him oh no doubt no doubt I think you know like I said kind of proving that he could do this at a at a different school and have a chance to uh be coached differently and things of that nature I I think it's just uh, inviolable for him yeah. Kind of, you know, to kind of level up, so to speak, and get ready to make a serious NBA push. Because right now, he's he he he's just not polished enough. He's a good scorer, but he needs to clean up a whole lot of stuff before he can make that jump to the league. Yeah, no doubt, and and I totally agree with that. And I think that, like I said, at the end of the day, man, the calculus of college sports now because of these NIL deals kind of changes that like I said man if you, if you are playing in the G League you're playing on a you know 45 or 50,000 dollars contract unless you get one of those two-way deals which will get you around 400 500k um, if you're just playing uh, paying on a G, playing on a G League salary it makes more sense to stay in college because you know like we saw Nigel Pack got $800,000 deal from Miami uh, to you know, to make that transfer from Kansas State. So when you're talking about being able to maybe double or triple what you would make, you know, struggling in the G League, it just makes sense to kind of stay in college. That's why we see so many people uh, deciding to come back, and now they're talking about Oscar Shibway may come back for Kentucky again. You know, and, and that's what you know what the, the 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 transfer portal and NIL has fundamentally changed college athletics and especially basketball and football uh, forever. Uh, because I think now these kids are seeing that, you know, that it makes the most sense even financially to stay in college unless you're a no-doubt type of kid. You know, unless you're a lottery pick and you're guaranteed to be a first-round guy, it makes more sense to stay in college now. I mean, it's a lot more sense. I mean, because you're talking about you know, he got $800,000. I remember, uh, I think it was about what, two years ago, I read the article on the air, where it's somebody like Nebraska offensive line would make like three hundred thousand a piece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, that's in the school. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like you you want to take the chance on possibly, maybe, you know, but being a pro or guaranteed to get you know cold hard cash that you can bank and get you know what, regardless of whether you're going to be a professional or if you're going to do something other than sports, uh, you're going to have a whole lot more to work with. Coming in, you know, to the real world by staying in college now. So I mean, I I think it definitely changes the way, you know, everything changes now. Every everything is different now. That's why we see fifteen hundred kids name in the portal already. You know, I mean, it just it's it's big business now. So it's it's free agency. So we'll just have, we'll have to see what happens, man. I mean, I I I wish LL is the best. That's why I said. I mean, for all these kids, especially because the fans made it a point to kind of throw the players under the bus and just basically say none of this was Kenny's fault. It was all the players. All the players are crappy. They suck. They aren't any good. When you get that much put on your shoulders, I could never um, fault a kid for wanting to get out of that situation. So for L. Ellis to be able to go out, make some big-time money, and kind of get into a fresh new situation, I can't fault him for that. No, especially nothing's your fault. So, like, 
why would you want to stick around? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. So, you know, I mean, there's going to – you know, Louisville fans are kind of sitting on their hands right now. I do want to ask you – I know you kind of made mention of it. I know we're at the top of the hour. So we're going to go ahead and and hit that break. But I am going to get your your thoughts on the uh, the quest to Kenny Payne in Africa. (laughs) Uh, You know, going out there – uh, yeah, go to my TNT. <laughs> trying, trying to find the the the, the ne- you know the, I guess the next uncovered uh, yeah, hidden gem. But uh, we're gonna go ahead hit this top of the hour break. Haven, are you good to stay with me for another segment or two? You good? Oh yeah, I'm still here. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Wonderful way. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and hit the break. This is Wake Up Five Hundred Two. Rashad Myers, Haven Harrington, ninety six point one FM, and we'll be back. Kev love, brown sugar, about to set it like Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all Just my mic so I can touch it up right quick Show me how Brooklyn do, you know what I mean? Listen, yo, let's start it up Let's get it flowing, let's make a move Let's get it going I know it's feeling like everything you want, don't it? And you've been waiting your whole life for one moment Well, baby, here it is You better step to it I know you're ready, right? Then, baby, let's do it Move your neck to it Put your arms and legs next to it Then put whatever else is left to it See, you're all in Now you about to rock them Got your focus, man Now they got a problem Who you talking to? Some right there And welcome back Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Hour number two is going down. 96.1 FM, 14:50 AM. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington joined, and also, man, we got a, got another caller in. We got our man Jay Has on the line. Let me get straight to him. Jay, how you doing this morning? Man, how's it going, sir? Man, I can't complain, man. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful Saturday morning here, brother. You know, so it's it's all good, even though we're dealing with a uh, uh, Haley Van Lith transferring out. So that that news kind of. <laughs> Hit, hit the hey man, I, I saw that coming, man. <laughs> oh, did yeah, yeah, yeah. saw Haley, Haley wanted to go ahead and make that move, Jay. Yeah, man, she won the championship bad because she's not gonna get it at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, you she know, there's some things went on about Jeff Walls, and you know, that's what I was heard hearing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So she wants a championship out of her last year, so I know I hate to see this young girl go. Yeah, one of the one of the best to ever do it at Louisville. So yeah, I mean it's it's a big it's, that's the whole it's a different world now, Jay. Damn, boy, it's an ugly world right now. Yeah, man, live leaving thing. You know that's, that's what I try to say, man. You know I, I said this yesterday, man. I said Kenny Payne, why are you in the mother's land? <laughs> and man, all these transfer portals flowing through your hands and your eyesight. Yeah, I, you know what? That, that, that's a good question, Jay. Because I mean, that, that's my biggest, my my biggest issue right now is that you know Kenny Payne. Um, it seems like this is kind of the the heat of the transfer portal was right now. You know that these last couple of weeks, um, there's it, all these kids jumping in, and it seems like they're making decisions very very quickly. And you know, Kenny decided that it was more important for him to make the move to go over to, to recruit NBA uh, NBA Africa tournament or something and go to Africa in the middle of transfer season, uh, which I, I just, I don't know what, like, like uh, Haven, I know you, you were going to bring that up. What, what do you think about Kenny making the decision to do that right now? 
I think it's a wise decision on Kenny to go to NBA Africa right now and get like the best talent he can from the motherland, from the continent, man. You know, that's what he needs to do because what you guys don't know is that they also have the internet in Africa as well. So he can also monitor transfer portal from where, from like wherever he's at. So he, he, has, he has the best of both worlds. Yeah. The I mean, best of both worlds. You guys need to stop. I, 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 I beg the difference on that. Three days. Trust the process. That's what Jerry's always telling us to trust the process. Trust the process. I, I understand that what I told you guys years ago about trusting the process, but I disagree with you on that, Haven Harrington. Of all the transport portals coming through this man's eyesight and hands, it's just slipping away. You need to get on that transfer portal sooner as it. Cause the the, the 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 championship even came to the end. You should have been on that throwing. I got these two guards coming. I got this other small guard. This other. You need to be on that. Now all of a sudden, now a lot of all the players that you had last year are transferring because they don't like you. It's a bad relationship with Kenny Payne that these kids had with him. The same thing with Van Leer with Jeff Walls. That's what I heard from a great source. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it just I, I am. You know, at this point, like I said, I, the the whole situation with Kenny Payne is that I I decided last year, honestly, um, during before the season ever started, like I said, I was only going to react to the information I'm given. Okay, and that's all I've done for you know since from June moving forward. You know, I I quit kind of making projections because I needed to have solid information because there was a lot of talk and there was a lot of oh we're gonna see this guy coming and we're gonna see these dudes just wait and see what happens. Oh they have you know so, so many plans and this that and the third. I mean we even in fact heard uh you know two weeks ago Nolan Smith come out and talk about man we got some big time names coming in. We just can't say nothing yet. And since Nolan made that comment, there has not been a single commitment. There's not been a single visit. There's been literally no Louisville news to speak of. So the one thing that I wish that, you know, Nolan and the rest of the the, the group would do is stop talking until you actually have some news to report. Does that make sense? Like the one thing that I've had a problem with with this, this, you know, staff is that they seem to do a lot of talking and a lot less you know, results coming out of it. So I would rather you just not say anything until and show us what you can do rather than continuing to, uh, you know, hype things up. And then it's just like, hurry up and wait, you know? Well, I can see Van Liff at LSU, South Carolina. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Haley can go anywhere she wants to. I mean, she's one of the best players in college basketball. So, uh, you know, I mean, she could go anywhere. Who knows? They talk about, you know, she may want to team up and go to Iowa with Caitlin Clark, you know, and and, and have the dynamic backcourt. You know, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, she can go anywhere. Like, like I said, I would guess that she's probably going to go try to get back closer to home. Like, I, I think she's going to probably go back to the West Coast. Uh, you know, I I know that the Stanford Cardinal uh, could use her because, uh, you know, Stanford's got one of the best teams in, in college basketball, but they don't have any guards. Um, so, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. She may decide she wants to go back to home, but we'll see. I mean, heck, she she seems to already know where she wants to go. Um, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. Haven and Rashawn, tomorrow is Easter weekend, and this is probably one of the best Easter's that ever crossed my eyes and my hands, man, with an Easter bag. And uh, and I love jelly beans like what's going out of style. <laughs> but there's, there's a there's a young man that's on the rising for high school 
and college basketball. His name is uh, that's Rashawn Myers' son. This, <laughs> this young man is this young man is working his work ethics. Uh, he's, he's he's been on the visit for his spring breaks. Other kids are having fun going to Beach Bend and going to Kings Island and going to Disney World to see. Claiming they went to the moon and all that, but he's claiming that he he wants to go to Cincinnati and other schools. This and that. This young man made a mixtape, Haven, of his I of his it. basketball status. <laughs> and I want to give kudos to this young man, Rajon Myers' son, a six six, a hundred and you know twelve pounds of milk. But <laughs> <laughs> but this young man is 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 is, is brilliant. He's smart. This man, I can see this man twenty years down the road. The Lord, you know, might not see it happen. You know, but anyway, this young man's going to be a major factor the next couple of years in, in in college basketball. Rashawn Myers' son. Go ahead, Rashawn. Well, I appreciate it, Jay. You know, Cameron is is definitely um, excited to to see what he can do with this basketball. I think that you know, taking those trips out there and checking out Ohio State, Michigan, and stuff uh, definitely opened his eyes to to the possibilities and potential uh, for himself. I do want to give a shout out to uh, NCSA, uh, which is a recruiting service um, that helps young kids that are looking to be recruited athletes. Um, I, I actually got to speak with them. Uh, that they helped Cameron set up his profile, and it's basically a, a portal where coaches and players that are looking for teams are able to communicate. Uh, I did not realize that this whole service existed, um, but had a very long conversation with them. They're very excited about Cameron. They think that he has the potential um, to be a, a, a you know a, a big time recruited athlete. So they kind of helped him set up his profile, uh, and you know we're able to go out there and communicate with these coaches. So. So um, I did want to give a, a shout out to NCSA. I think I may actually have uh, one of their vice presidents or something that'll be coming on the show to kind of talk about the services that they provide for youth. So uh, anybody, if, if you have a, a young person that's looking to be recruited, not only for basketball, but football, volleyball, soccer, um, whatever their, their chosen discipline is, you definitely want to check them out. It's the uh, NCSA uh, recruiting uh, portal uh, is the name of, of what they do, but that, they were a very in, uh, invaluable resource, and we're going to be excited to work with them. But, yeah, Cameron's excited about it. So we'll see. I appreciate you saying that. You know, got a, got a lot to, to, to work on and a lot to do, but uh, definitely got the process started. So we'll see what happens. Oh, oh man, that young man got great work ethics. He's just talking about he wants me, but I'm, I'm putting <laughs> put the ham hock on him. <laughs> and there's uh, stone cold muscles on his arm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, I appreciate you saying that. Hey, you know, I did the same thing for your daughter, man. She's a, she's a, she's a heck of a soccer player, man. Your daughter, Avon Arch. And this young girl has yeah, great know. ethics, great work ethics. The girl is extremely, extremely smart. Bob is extremely smart. Definitely. I see this girl three or four years down the road and in, in major division one in soccer. Hey man, we'll let like, we'll get you Haven Harrington. You know which may be division one in soccer, but it looks like right now it's gonna be division one soccer probably at Howard University. So we'll, hey, we'll see. Oh, there you go. Howard University. Wow. <laughs> well, Haven Harrington and Sean Myers, happy Easter weekend to your brothers. I'm uh, actually Marinating my ham as uh, we speak. Oh boy! There and I'm gonna smoke that ham on the grill. Okay, I I, I, I I will be coming to get me a slice, Jay. So I I appreciate that, brother. But a happy Easter to you as well, and and I know we'll be getting together, linking up later on. Yes, sir. Have a good evening, sir. All right, now.
<laughs> Jay has. There we go. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's Easter. I, I, Easter kind of crept up on me, Haven. You know, Easter kind of jumps around. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I didn't realize that it, if Easter was popping up, they were like, "Yeah, it's Easter Sunday." I was like, "Oh wow, okay, got to get it together." So uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate Jay calling in. Uh, but um, yeah, hey, I, I I I did not realize that the the service existed, man. But that that NCSA, anybody who has a kid that has any. Uh, aspirations for playing at any level it doesn't matter d1 d2 d3 naia um all sports all levels um it's an amazing resource uh just check them out just if you type in ncsa uh it'll pop up they have an app they have a website um and, and it it was very very helpful and uh we, we are uh decided to, to go ahead and, and roll with them and, and make use of their services so um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of that, but, uh, Haven, uh, just, uh, kind of d- jumping back on it, what Jay said, um, you know, uh, what, what, what do you think about, you know, I know we talked about, you know, Kenny Payne, uh, making that, that move to N- NBA Africa and you're saying, you know, he can, he can kind of keep an eye on it, but I mean, these kids seem to be making decisions quickly and these coaches are having to make these, these in-home visits and making their presence felt like I know Churchill Abbas is the, is the big guy that everybody is, t- has been talking about for Louisville. You know, the young man, we've seen his videos of him dunking on a bunch of kids over there in Africa, um, you know, seems to have a, a, a big time motor, but, but my question is this Haven is that I, I, I don't know – I know there was a big-time guard uh, that made the decision that he's going to actually um, put his name in the NBA draft. I know that was a kid that Louisville was hoping to, to get to. But with the situation where Louisville has – it seemingly has so many big men already. Uh, they have a, a bunch of power forwards out there. They have J.J. Trainer. Um, people expect Brandon Huntley-Hatfield to be back. Caleb Glenn um, seems to be more a, a, of a power forward type uh, you know, it seems like Louisville has a lot of guys. Of course, they had Dennis Evans that they got committed, the big 7-1 center. They seem to have a lot of post players. So, like, the value – do you think that, that that the value is there? Even if Churchill decides to make his decision to come to Louisville, I mean, with J.J. already there, with Evans, with Huntley Hatfield, it seems like you have a pretty crowded – front court as is wouldn't it be time better spent you know you know ryan nimhart uh the point guard for creighton has put his name into the transfer portal um you know we saw the kid minifield uh, the the point guard from washington who put his name in he ultimately decided uh that he's not uh committing to you know he's not going to look at louisville and he committed to arkansas uh you know I, I think that kenny payne may have been better served you know getting his face uh here uh, and getting sitting in front of some of these kids and making these decisions because even if you get Churchill, you're adding another power forward to what seems to be an already loaded position. Is that really worth? Is that juice worth the squeeze? Now, but now, how do you know that there aren't some sensational guards that we don't know about in NBA Africa? How do you know this? He don't, but Kenny will because he's over there. <laughs> He is he is over there, but I then this is what we got in trouble with last year, uh, with Fabio Basili, with Hersey Miller, with uh, you know Devin Ree, and, and trying to find these diamonds in the rough or, or these unproven guys that that may or may not be able to play. When I mean we saw the proof is in the pudding, right? Marquise Noel, the star of the NCAA tournament, was a transfer from uh, Arkansas Little Rock. Who transferred in after uh, you know uh, the, the the kid transfers out of Kansas State down to Miami? Nigel Pack and Marquise Noel yeah. becomes a star, you know. But but well, that's well, well, because he was all, he had, he was a proven player. Uh, you okay, know. you know what? Stop, stop, 
stop, stop. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. Okay. Because you're going too far. Because one, Kenny Payne would never recruit Noel because one, he's only five foot nothing. He has to be at least six two or six three above for Kenny for Kenny to recruit him. He's just too short, so we would scratch him out. I mean, uh, no, that's that's fair. But you know, I mean, but the, the whole point but, of saying that with Noel is uh, we know the kids that have proven that they could play at the D one level, even if that's in a lower level. If we see a kid who's you know seventeen, eighteen points per game, five, six assists a game, kids that have shown that they can play college basketball seem to be doing well in the transfer portal. And it seems like Kenny Payne's but, doing a lot of focusing on kids that haven't proven they can do anything. And that kind of seems well, to be no, the focus of his recruitment. Well, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, he got Sky Clark, a five-star player out, out, out of Illinois. You know, he has this uh, this other guard, this uh, the junior college player, whose name I've forgotten already. Karan Davis. Karan uh, Davis. Yeah, I was like twenty-five points a game in, in, in his church league, so he got him. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, but you know, the, the thing is, it's like we just have to. I mean, we just have to get honestly. We just have to give it time. I mean. Kenny went out there. He got three five-star players in three days. It's been kind of quiet since then. We know we need guards. Like we know, especially since not L. Ellis is gone, you have to spend almost every available scholarship you have left on a guard. I mean, well, that's what I'm uh, saying. I mean, that's why spending this much time and effort putting into recruiting another power forward, to me, it just seems like we're doing the exact same thing that we did last summer in spring. You know, it just – I mean, but, but the thing is, like, if you can get – Three high level guards, you can work with that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Right, you already got one, so if you just get three, so you can spend. We have four scholarships left, right? Uh, you have, L, you currently have three scholarships left. With L. Ellis making the decision to leave right now, with who's coming in and who's accounted for, Louisville has three spots left. So if they get Churchill a boss, um, as who is a power forward, we would only have two scholarships remaining, and those have to go to guards. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, those cause, because like like you could survive. You know, technically you would want four guards, but you could make it with three. Yes. Yes. And if you get three high level guards, at least, uh, at least get one guard may not be high level, but has a lot of experience, and especially has tournament experience. You know, you can kind of make that work. So you know, it's not all doom and gloom yet, but you know, he just has to get at least two guards. One of those being really high level really high-performing guard, and the other one has to be a competent guard with a lot of experience. And we can go far with that. But, yeah, he's going to have to uh, – yeah, I mean, he, go and get Church, uh, Churchill Abbas and then go out and get, like, the two best guards you can possibly get. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Hunter, Hunter Salas is a, is a name, is a new name. Hunter Salas was a former five-star player. He spent the last three years with Gonzaga. Uh, he put his name in the portal. He was a kid that was putting in, you know, five points, two assists. Um, never been a big-time scorer, a big-time impact guy with Gonzaga. But once again, he's another guy who has size, a guard 6'4", um, who, uh, who had a lot of hype coming out of high school. Um, hasn't really done much with it. Um, and, and that's a guy that Louisville seems to be focusing on. But, I mean, once again, it just seems like Louisville's doing a whole lot of trying to find guys that have reputations but not necessarily guys who've shown that they have any game. I mean, it's, it's nice to talk about Scott Clark, former five-star. It sounds good to say, but at the end of the day, Scott Clark was, you know, a kid that was averaging five, six points and, and you know, two or three assists and two or three turnovers at, at Illinois. 
You know, in the only year he's played, it's kind of like what we saw from Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Brandon Huntley Hatfield was a former five-star top five player at Tennessee. He was averaging, you know, four points and two rebounds, and he comes to Louisville was averaging six or seven points and three or four rebounds. So, I mean, it's kind of like See, th- they are who we thought they were. You know, I mean, he, I, but he got better. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was also playing more minutes, so his his points per per minute really didn't change. He just was playing more minutes. But you know, I mean, it just every uh, this it's it's turning into another trust in KP type situation early. Now we still have time, and things could still change around. And Louisville could get a couple of guys that have some experience and have numbers and have those types of things. But right now, all I'm seeing Louisville attached with is potential. And we don't have a lot of proven quantities. And, and that's what worries me. Like the, the, the guy, you know who the, the, the two current proven guys are on the roster that we know we can trust in? J.J. Trainer and Mike James. And those two guys were definitely not consistent last year. They had some great moments and they had some very rough moments. But right now, that's the two consistent things. And to me, when you're a team coming off a 4-28 and season, you need as many sure things as possible. And I don't see this coaching staff giving it to us as of yet. And that worries me. You know, I mean, it just I, – I, I, what the, the sense of urgency that I expected to see Louisville working with, I have not seen. And I have not seen well, them know. make those moves. We know, you know, here's the thing, and this is why we'll have to disagree with you. So, the sense of urgency, I, I believe, was there. Because when they get out, when the, when the season ended, it did not take them too long to secure three five-star players, right? Within three days, they come in there and, like, boom, Evans, boom, Clark, you know, just take them down. And now there's, there's like, a little lull, and they're recruiting. Well, a little, a little I'm going to say a lull in the recruiting, but... You know, that's, that's a low announcement because we expect like, bam, 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 rosters finish, let's go. But we don't have a choice, but just kind of give him time. Now, he did get three former five-star players. Yes, to me, you know, Evans is out of high school, so we don't know what he's going to do on the collegiate level. Sky Clark was a five-star player coming out of high school. He underperformed in Illinois. Uh, but, you know, maybe a change of scenery. It could be Oscar Sheboy. I mean, when he was at West Virginia, he was just okay. Yeah. You know, but he gets to Kentucky and becomes like the man, becomes the man possessed. Yeah. So sometimes that, that change of scenery can, can, can do it for you. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, you have, and you have Trenton Flowers, who, who was a kid who was a five-star 2024 kid, moved to, to, to 2023, um, is now a consensus four-star player. But, you know, he, he, he considers himself to be a combo guard at six foot eight. Uh, but, you know, what worries me about him is, you know, his, his tape, if you look at the, t- the tape of Trenton Flowers, his tape looks a lot like Kamari Lands. Another six eight forward who considers himself a guard who shows some ability to hit some shots, but you know what thing I don't see, Haven? When I watch Trenton Flowers, I don't see any tapes of his defense. I don't see any tapes of him showing he has the ability to, to, to stay in front of guys, and that's one of the things I worry about. Once again, he the kid considers himself a guard, you know, but once can you can you defend a guard? I mean, because that's that's the biggest question mark is can you defend your position? And if you can't move your feet well enough, I think that's one of the things that Louisville got in trouble with. I mean, Kamari Lands, you know, people thought that he was going to be a dark horse, one and done type of player, um, and really that never panned out. Now the young man's in a transfer portal, and he's going to be playing for Bobby Hurley at Arizona State. Um, you know, after averaging two points and a rebound. And, and that's the thing that worries me is that people are trying to put all this hype on Trenton Flowers 
um, who, while you can say he's a five-star player, understand that these kids that were former five-star this and former five-star that, these aren't top five, you know, top four top three players. These are kids that were rated somewhere in the between the 25 and 35 range. Okay, so these are not kids that are considered to be impact, you know, Shaq, Jalen Rose, you know, Kevin Garnett type of kids. These are kids that are seen to where they could possibly be solid contributors as freshmen. And I, I that's the thing I worry about is we keep throwing around this five-star moniker like Louisville's got a UK Duke impact type class. And I don't really think that's what they're getting. I mean, anybody who watched the McDonald's All-American game, um, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago saw that this, even at the top, at the elite level, these kids aren't necessarily those types of players. So I I have to kind of manage those expectations of what some of these freshmen and what some of these young players are going to be. They're not going to be superstars, you know, that they're going to be kids that can come in and help. But Louisville, in my personal opinion, with these last two or three scholarships, they need to be getting sure things, guys that have proven that they can be good at this level because with losing L. Ellis and now the fact that we know that he's not going to be back, Louisville, that was Louisville's whole team. If L. Ellis didn't go out there and get you 20 points, six or seven assists, you know, and, and, and do everything, Louisville wasn't able to score. And now that you don't have that, I just don't know – Who's going to be, you know, who's going to be able to carry that water? And, and I think that's where you have to go out there and get the best transfers you can. And spending two weeks in Africa or how long, however long Kenny's going to be over there, I just don't know if that's the best use of his time. It just it, yeah, well, it, it, it worries me. We're just going to have to, man. We, 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 don't look, say trust in KP. Don't, do not say. If you say trust in KP, <laughs> I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to hang up on you, Haven Harrington. I don't want to hear trusting KP. I know where you live. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, anyway, at this point, Put so much Jeff Brown the football team, man. They look awesome. <laughs> hey, yeah, that you know what? We are a week out from the spring game, Haven Harrington. Uh, this will be the last open practice before the spring game next Friday. Um, you know, it, it seems like things are going well. Uh, you know, w- w- what are you thinking about about that? I'm, I'm looking at some highlights. I got Cardinal Authority up here playing in the background. I see a bunch of guys getting interviewed. Um, you know, what, what? What? You know, are you excited to have things gone as? Out as well as you thought is there if you have any thoughts on, on what's going on i don't think you've uh, had the opportunity to get out there as of yet but you know uh, how excited are you i kind of told some some fans that you know i was kind of going to focus on football then of course i spent the first hour and a half talking basketball <laughs> this morning but you know are, are you you know what are you thinking early early returns like um jeff brom you know, the people are asking, you know, what can Louisville be uh, in this first year? I saw one article that said Louisville's a dark horse for the uh, the playoff uh, as a, you know, under the first year under Brom. Do you think that they're living up to the hype? You know, kind of, kind of what, what is your feeling about this UofL football team, at least right now, early returns from spring practice? So, from, from and you are correct, have not been out to put eyes on myself. Uh, but early returns from things I've read from people I know who, who's been out to practice that I trust their opinions and, the, and their evaluations of the team is that we're going to be in for a show, especially offensively. We're going to put some numbers up and we're going to put some, probably some big numbers up on a lot of people. Uh, you know, like I said, now I, I'm trying not to be like overly excited, right? I'm trying to 
I'm trying not to jump on the, the Brom hype train and be the engineer. I'm trying to like kind of cool <laughs> it back a little bit. Maybe just take tickets and kind of sit in the meal car and just kind of enjoy the ride. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I've said this since he was announced and I saw the recruiting class come in and what he, and, and what he was able to do in the transfer portal and bring especially defensive specialists in, the guys that we really needed. Uh, we're kind of thin on linebackers, so he may have to add somebody else to our linebacking core um, because if we are thin at, at the linebacker position. But defensive lines, safeties, and corners, we have a lot of talent, a lot of returning talent. Uh, offensive line is looking great. Running backs are looking phenomenal. And, of course, our, our wide receiver core is looking scary. Uh, and Jake Plummer can really, 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 really spin the ball. Jack Plummer, sir. Uh, get it get it right. Jake yeah. Plummer played at Arizona Plum, State. Hey. Yes, I, mean, I, 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 I trust me. I know where that that, that mistake is going to be made about seventy five thousand times. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to say Jay Plummer. Yeah, really spin it. Uh, has has a great touch, especially on deep balls. Has a great touch on deep balls. Um, you know, I'm thinking this is going to be at least a nine win team. At least nine wins. Uh. You know, Brom is hard. Brom has been known every year to throw one clunker in there. He did it at Western. He did it at Purdue. We had that one clunker game. Like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> Especially against teams that you think that they would just like run over. But you know, I can counterbalance that with, you know, he's never had the type of talent that he has here. So his clunker's always been, you know, he you know he may have been out game planned or maybe out coaching the game. And it happens to everybody. It even happens to Nick Saban. But in those times that, you know, somebody may have your number, somebody may be coming close out coaching you, a lot of times, especially, you know, with upper echelon teams, your talent pulls you through, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think he's got one of those teams where his talent can pull him through. Where, yeah, you know, he, he, may, he may miss the game plan or he may get too pass happy. Uh, but, you know, he may have enough chops on that defensive line that they may be able to save his bacon and pull him through something he hasn't had, something he hasn't had before. So it's just going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. But, man, it, it, is, it is hard not to get excited because these guys look phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's the whole thing, man. It's just like, it, like you said, it just it seems like, Everything and everybody around the program just seems to be so excited uh, with everything that's happening. Everybody looks happy. Uh, you know, you see Ron English, and he's out there just like a kid in the candy store talking about um, all of the weapons and all of the talent he has um, on his side of the ball. And it, it really makes me excited, truthfully, watching Pro, Pro Day. Um, you know, the, like people can talk about the Satterfield regime and, and talk about the fact that Satterfield was boring and that he was kind of – you know, we called him Ned Flanders because he was definitely Ned Flanders. But the one thing that you've got to give them credit for is that they built a solid foundation. Uh, and, and they did a great job of bringing in talent and coaching up 
players. So it's not one of those situations. Like when Bobby Petrino left Louisville, um, he kind of left like a burning chasm of a hole his second time around. There, there was not much talent. Um, you know, when, when, when Charlie Strong left, uh, there was kind of an imbalance in the roster. There wasn't nearly enough offensive linemen when he left to go to Texas. Like, Louisville is in a very healthy spot making this transition from Satterfield uh, to Jeff Brom. And that's the one thing that gets you excited, right? There's no clear holes. There's good depth everywhere. Jeff Brom did a great job of utilizing the transfer portal and he continues to do so. I know that Louisville's still looking to add a couple more offensive linemen. I'm actually looking at a story here about a young man, uh, Willie Tyler, um, who's a transfer from Rutgers, 6'6", 320 pounds, that Louisville made his final five. Um, and He's going to be looking to kind of make, uh, make a visit uh, he's already been to Syracuse and Temple. Uh, he said he's also considering Mississippi State, Arizona State, as well as UofL in his final five. But, you know, if, if you can add another guy and another piece like that, you know, Louisville, that, that's kind of the one spot where Louisville maybe doesn't have the most depth is on the offensive line. Uh, you know, and, and Brom has said he wants to continue to shore that up. Uh, you've got to be excited, man. It just, it just seems like Louisville's in a great spot. Um, this has definitely been the first time that Louisville has been um, in a transitional period where the team seems to be having good momentum. Almost every other time, except for under Steve Cragthorpe, when you made that transition from Bobby Petrino to Cragthorpe, Louisville was in a good space, good momentum, and seemed to have a team on the uptick. But then, of course, you know, the Cragthorpe drove the team into a wall. This is this is probably the second, only the second other time where you had a transition where the momentum seemed to be really good moving into the transition with a new coaching staff. So it's very, very excited. Uh, you know, it's very, very exciting to see where Louisville is. And with Jeff Brown and the expectation that you're going to have a better coaching staff now with a program that also has momentum and good uh, good feelings moving forward, you can't help but be excited, man. I, it just I, – I, I want to temper expectations, but, I mean, Plummer's been none short of outstanding. Caleb Johnson and the rest of the guys, at Evan Conley and everybody who's been a part of that, Brock Doman, uh, they all seem to be having a great time. All of the defensive players seem to have a great relationship with Ron English. They've talked about the kind of the differences between the 3-3-5 and the 4-2 uh, – excuse me, 3-3 uh, – what is it, 3-3-4 stack? <laughs> Uh, it's what they what they were playing out was a four two five um, that that they're going to be playing yeah. this year. Um, you know they, they talked about kind of the, the growing pains of that, but it just seems like everybody's in a good spot in Louisville. I don't know that Louisville's had this much momentum moving into a coaching change where it seems like they're making a step up. I would agree. I mean, I the only other time was when Strong left and Bobby came in, and we all thought the defense is set. This guy's going to be able to add two or three offensive players and going to be on and popping, and it didn't quite work out that way. But, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, you are like, like, like you are absolutely correct. This is probably the most hype I've ever seen the Cardinal fan base in a coaching, in a football coaching transition to where, you know, Satterfield left some great pieces together and then Brom took what Satterfield left and then turns up like five notches. Yeah. Yeah, literally, man. I mean, it just it it is and, and it is crazy. I mean, like I can't, like you said, it's like you want to temper expectation, not to put too much on them, and not really to do much into it. But just between the schedule, the the roster, 
the 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 um, transfer moves. It just, <laughs> I, it's very hard to see this thing not going well. You know, it I just, mean, I, 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 you I know, just like, don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, man, like to be honest with you, I'm trying, I'm trying hard not to say, man, it's a 10, 11 win team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I am absolutely right there with you. I, I, I just, you know, when I look at the schedule, I'm like. Dude, this is yeah. am, am I tripping? This is ten wins. <laughs> like yeah. me. Like when people say eight wins, I'm like, I feel like eight wins is like the basement. It is the basement. With what you have with because the, the, the schedule is lighter. There is no Florida State. There is no Clemson. You know, you have Notre Dame and Kentucky at home, and everybody else on the schedule is pretty winnable games. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't consider Florida State to be even like I mean, we almost – Florida State. I mean, we either beat or come close to beating Florida State almost every year. Yeah, I mean, but, you but know, just, when you talk about the ACC, those are considered to be the best two teams in the conference returning next year. You know? I, I mean, yeah. the, the, those seem to be the, the, the two front runners, and Louisville doesn't even have either one of those guys on the schedule, and all the other teams that they're playing are making big-time changes or, or, you know, in transitional spots. So it just – you know, I, I it, to me it seems like eight wins would be almost I don't want to say a letdown, but that would be kind of like the 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 worst that they should do with the schedule that they have in front of them. I just I, I like you said like ten wins seems to be very doable, and it not be that difficult to see them getting there. And that's just crazy because Louisville's only had what three ten win seasons in their history, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody, yeah, yeah, like like three or four. Like ever, and Louisville's looking at maybe having their fourth or fifth ten win season this year. It just it, it's it's an exciting time. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what what the future holds, but but as you said, it definitely seems to be transitioning that way. I tell you what, Haven, we got uh, I only we only got about nineteen minutes left before the end of the show, but we got a quick break. We got to take. Are you going to hold through the break? You know what? Unfortunately, I cannot because uh, I have a 10-hour drive back. to. Oh, me. yeah, yeah. Well, go, go ahead and hop on the road. I got some texts coming in. Texas, if you want to get in, 502-414-1450. Haven, I definitely appreciate you giving the call, brother, this morning. Thank you so much for that. You be safe getting back in town, and I'll catch you when you get back. All righty, sir. All right, brother. Be good, man. All right. There we go. Haven Harrington coming to you live on the road uh, in the greatness that is Hampton, Virginia. Appreciate him. When we get back, I'm going to be reading you guys' texts. Make sure you get them in, 502-414-1450. you have any thoughts before we get out of here, this is Wake Up 502 at Rashawn Myers, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and we'll be back. Very well, boy, I'm not stupid. Sharp and smart movement. Applying a heart to it. Team here to get the ghetto blocks moving. And after rocking them, the porch and backyards moving. Keep it cracking, cause I love the way that y'all do it. You got the
Welcome back. Welcome back in. Last segment of the day. Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, 104.7. Uh, yeah, I said 104.7. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. See, I look, how about that? I think I'm back on LOU, y'all. Lord Jesus. It's been a wonderful morning. A lot of great talk this morning. The hilarious uh, uh, conversations getting rolling. I mean, this it's been a, a, a crazy morning. The Haley Van List stuff getting it started just kind of threw everything sideways. But I, I really, really uh, have liked the, the dialogue and the conversation. So definitely appreciate everybody checking out and listening this morning. Um, you know, have text line's been a little light today. I don't know what's what's going on if everybody's just kicking back and listening. Uh, but uh, we, we do have a text in if you want to get those in. 502-414-1450. We got about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, and, and I want to definitely get to all of those. Uh, but we are going to go uh, right to the Thornton's text line. Uh, so texter says, <clears throat> uh, he says, uh, so I just got off the plane from D.C. And all hell broke loose with uh, Haley Van Liff. Uh, he said, uh, you know, is L. Ellis and Haley Van Liff running off to get married? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the two, uh, no doubt stars of Louisville basketball, both Haley Van Liff and L. Ellis within a couple of days of each other, both announced that they are going into the portal. Uh, it's definitely thir- uh, thrown, uh, Louisville basketball, uh, into a bit of a, uh, a, a Head spin, tail spin, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, everything is topsy-turvy right now. Uh, you know, the, the women's basketball program, of course, uh, is in a much better and much stronger position than, than, than uh, the men's program right now. Of course, uh, Jeff Walls did not have a classically successful season in terms of the regular season with the 12 losses. Uh, but... He got it growing at the right time. Uh, he got Louisville uh, playing their best basketball heading into March, uh, and it resulted in another Elite Eight run. So uh, definitely you can say that it was a uh, more than successful season. They they came, they came within one win of putting up another banner uh, in the KFC Yum Center. So that definitely is a success. But now uh, it looks like the women's basketball team is going to be reinventing themselves once again now that their, their big-time megastar, Haley Van Lith, has decided to put her name into the transfer portal we'll have to find out what happens with that for the the men's side uh things are a lot more uh, up in the air uh you know it, it's one of those things where we really don't know what's gonna happen like i said i i just i don't know what to think about what kenny Payne's doing um do i think he's making def- uh, making the best use of his time no i don't i i just i don't know why during the heat of transfer portal season, you know, it's like I, I do understand that there are still kids going in. Um, you know, we talked about Ryan Nimhart, we talked about Hunter Salas, we talked about a lot of the guys that are in there. Um, that there's still plenty of time, but uh, you know, I, I think um, I, I just I don't know if now is the time where you go to Africa. Like, I think now is the time where you're burning it up. I mean, it, they said I, I saw a tweet yesterday that said that Arkansas reached out to no less than 84 prospects in the portal uh, and, and offered kids scholarships or made some sort of contact to show their interest. Like, to me, that's how you do it. I mean, Eric Musselman has the right idea that you go out there and you get in front of as many kids as possible. So then that way you're picking and choosing, finding out who's interested, finding out who you know you can get and finding out who you might need to do a little bit of work on. Um, you know, to me, that's the way you go about that. And I think, you know, with doing that with Minifield, that they were, um, you know, a- able to be blessed with one of the best uh, transfer prospects in the market. 
you know, and now they're looking to add more. They're talking about Hunter Dickinson may uh, follow Minifield to Arkansas. Uh, and I'm like, my goodness gracious, uh, you know, what's Arkansas doing down there? But, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, huge, uh, you know, feather in their cap. And I think that aggressiveness and that, that – you know, we're not going to be outworked type of mentality is what you need. And I, I just had to me, the Louisville coaching staff has had a very lazy, lackadaisical feel to them. They had it last year, and it seems like it's the same thing this year. It's like, yeah, they made a couple splashes early. Yes, they were able to get Dennis Evans. Yes, they were able to get Sky Clark. Yes, they were able to get Trenton Flowers. But you know, in the last three, four weeks, there's been crickets and there's nothing. And I think that, you know, the sense of urgency, I just, I don't know. I mean, they may, you know, people want to say the moving in silence and say that, you know, all oh, that they're getting this done. They just don't want everybody to know the moves they're making. But I mean, when there's no news, it just comes off as being lackadaisical. Uh, and, and, you know, we've seen some posts that kind of back uh, that, that kind of repeat or parrot those same types of things. I don't know if they're true or not, but I mean, it's a consideration. Uh, back to the back to the uh, Thornton's text line texter into five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. 414 talking about Haley Van Lith says, I bet she'll, she'll <clears throat> excuse me, he says, I bet she'll get a big wide wherever she goes. No, I I definitely think that Haley Van Lith, a lot like L. Ellis, is going to get the bag. Uh, in terms of NIL, wherever they go to. I think both of those players um, are going to be highly coveted. I think we saw, you know, no less than 25 uh, teams, uh, Power 5 teams on L. Ellis's list, including teams like North Carolina uh, and Clemson and South Carolina and, and you know, anybody else in the ACC, Wake Forest and NC State. Um, I think he's going to fetch a very nice and a very handsome NIL deal. And I think that Haley Van Lith, because she is, uh, you know, when you talk about um, social media presence, and you talk about her valuation in terms of NIL, um, she's more, um, uh, I, I don't know if I say she's more valuable or she's worth more in terms of with her social media presence than almost anybody in college athletics uh, outside of Paige Beckers from UConn and maybe Caitlin Clark. Um, but she's right there, and she she may actually have more Instagram followers than Caitlin Clark. I mean, Haley Van Lith is a superstar um, in the sports world. Um, so, yeah, I think that she's definitely going to get a huge NIL deal wherever she goes. I mean, she's already a brand ambassador for Adidas. I mean, she's been on Adidas um, uh, posters and, and Adidas advertisements. Um, so you're talking about a young lady that – um, is going to fetch a uh, handsome, handsome NIL deal. And now that I think about it, you know, she's from Washington State, and I believe that the Washington Huskies are an Adidas school um, now that I think about it. So, uh, I, you know, it, with her having this relationship with Adidas and, and the fact that she is already doing stuff for Adidas, if, in fact, the Washington Huskies are an uh, Adidas affiliated program that would, you know, fit right and go right down, you know, her lane. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think that the Haley Van Lith transfer, as I said earlier in the show, I think it's going to be a very quick turnaround. Um, I, I don't expect her to be uh, out there long. Apparently, uh, she put herself as do not contact uh, in the transfer portal. So it sounds like she seems to already know who or where she wants to go. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. It's a very, very important time uh, for Louisville basketball uh, for both the men and the women. Um, it's going to be very important to, to to have them make quick moves and to make quick decisions uh, and, and to get it rolling. So, like, you know, the, the one thing I will say 
Kenny Payne, you're spending all this time in Africa. Um, I'm going to need Churchill Abbas to commit to Louisville uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, I need to see that happen. I need to see those news and notes come across the wire because um, it would be, you know, if Churchill decided not to come to Louisville after putting this much effort into him and especially in such a critical time uh, in terms of the transfer portal, that would be a a huge, huge uh, red flag and just a a, a lot. It just it would be very tough. So if you're making the point to go over there and put your face in front of this kid and to see him in person, um, you gotta get this commitment right. Like you cannot, um, you cannot go through this and and not get the kid. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. I, I'm very very. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to say um, worried or uh, passive or negative or think that things are not going to go well. I am just still in that wait-and-see mode, but a lot like last year, I don't like the way the winds are blowing. Um, hopefully they can get some traction with Hunter Salas. I know the young man from uh, Dixon Waters, uh, the, the transfer from USC, Louisville, has been linked with him. I don't think that he's made a commitment anywhere as of yet. Um, so hopefully they can get a little bit of traction with him as well. Uh, but all I know is that Louisville basketball needs to start making some moves, and they need to start uh, – figuring out what's going to happen next year uh, because it, the time is now. Uh, they, it's April 8th uh, by, you know, I, I talked about how important the first several weeks of the offseason were going to be. Uh, you're talking by by May. I know that May 14th is when the transfer portal closes and kids can't put their names in, but you don't want to get into May still needing to fill these two or three scholarship spots. Uh, these kids are trying to make – moves now so they can go ahead and make their plans to get into on the campuses and those types of things but I I do one thing I would ask is I know that you like your big guards I know you like these kids that have these this NBA potential but Louisville needs to get some kids that know how to play basketball uh, and and have proven that they can play basketball at this level maybe the kid doesn't have the height maybe he doesn't have the length maybe he's not a surefire guarantee kid that is going to get looks from the NBA but Louisville needs to take care of Louisville. Needs, they need to have some kids that know how to play basketball. Let's bring in some veterans. Let's bring in some grown men. Let's bring in some guys. We saw the NCAA tournament, what these transfers and what these kids meant to basketball. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that you need to do what you need to do to help Louisville basketball be successful. If you have your kids that have your potential uh, NBA prospects, put some grown men in there with them to help get them ready. Everybody on the team doesn't have to be a, a four or five star prospect. Sometimes you need five star college players, you know, like like maybe they don't have a, a position at the next level, but they can push these kids in practice. They can give them that leadership. They can give them that uh, understanding of what it takes to play college basketball. And you can have those practices that help get you ready, that iron that sharpens iron type of mentality. Um, you know, that that's what Louisville needs right now. We've got enough potential. We have enough upside. We have enough of those guys that could turn out to be great players someday. Now it's about finding kids that can play. It's about finding kids that can help 
put that name on the front of their jersey and live and die for that team. Maybe they aren't the best NBA prospect, but guess what? They're going to rip their heart out and leave it out there for Louisville, for the brand, for that bird. Kids like Marquise Noel that maybe aren't the best prospect. But, hey, we'll see what happens. This is Rashawn Myers. Thank you guys for everything this morning. Thanks to David and Jay and everybody else that called in. We'll be back. This is 96.1 FM, and we out.